Welcome to the Ken Burns Show. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Monday, which is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And we have a lot to get to today because it's been uh, it's been a few weeks, I believe, uh, a couple weeks since my last podcast for various reasons. But here we are. And again, we have a lot. I have a lot of clips that I'm going to be playing for you in this podcast because uh, a lot happened over the weekend. We have a lot to talk about because look at whether it's mask mandates. Uh, we also have the Super Bowl, which I'm going to get to in just a second. And we have a serious issue, uh, I should say a serious crisis happening in the Ukraine. And we're going to definitely talk about that all right here on The Ken Burns Show. But first, I want to make sure and let you know to go to the bmgnetwork.com. That's the bmgnetwork.com. And check out all the incredible hosts that are on the bmgnetwork.com. We have The Essentials with Maddie Flint, who just put out a, an amazing podcast, by the way, this past week with her father, who is the host of the Pac-Man Show podcast, who is Ted Flint. And uh, they discussed education and how the left has infiltrated our education system, which, by the way, if you haven't realized that yet, uh, you definitely need to listen to the podcast and you'll see and soon discover uh, how much they have taken it over. Also, the Adrian Ross Show, who is talking about the uh, situation that's going on with Sarah Palin. Excellent commentary and information on that show as well. And as I mentioned, the Pac-Man podcast, be sure to check that out. Also, he has a brand new column out, which is entitled, The Maskers Are Covering Their True Intentions. It's a great read. Go to the bmgnetwork.com. I'll leave you with this quick little snippet from it. It's the ending paragraph. It says this, It's time for civil disobedience. The U.S. Constitution guarantees every citizen the right to a redress of our grievances. Make no mistake, the mask mandate and all other unconstitutional moves by progressives at all levels of government will end when we end them. So, yeah, there you go. Go check that out again at the bmgnetwork.com. So let's get right to it. The Super Bowl was yesterday, and I will say it was a, for me, I mean, some people are saying other things about the halftime show. Uh, it was nostalgic for me for sure because, look, at that, <laughs> that was the era that uh, most people my age, I am 40, uh, grew up in. So I thought it was a fantastic um, uh, halftime show. But besides the halftime show, I was rooting for the Bengals. Look, I don't watch football a lot. I'm not into sports as I used to be, but I do know enough about the game. And the Super Bowl, is, I think, is many people who don't watch the sport so much, when it comes to the Super Bowl, they watch it because it's fun to do it with other people, be together, uh, eat, drink, be merry, and to watch the game. Of course, the Los Angeles Rams, they took it 23-20. to 20. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, I really thought that they were going to come through. I thought that they played a better game. I really did. Uh, they just they looked better. They I felt like they played so much better than the, than the Rams, but they just took it at the end. But uh, anyway, I was rooting for them, especially because I had a good friend in high school, Jimmy Mackey, who was in love with the Bengals. It was his team, and back at that time, the Eagles were my team, and we, everybody used to pick on them because obviously the, the Cincinnati Bengals hadn't made it to the Super Bowl since 1989, I believe. And now... They, they, here they are, and I thought they played a fantastic game, though. But overall, it was a, I thought it was a great game. It was very entertaining, fun to watch, for sure. It was a close one. But over the weekend, uh, Fox News' Maria Bartiromo talks with, uh, talked with Virginia's Lieutenant Governor Sears. And I, I got to tell you, uh, this lady is an amazing 
leader. Obviously, I don't live in Virginia, but uh, Virginia is lucky to have her. And I want to play you a few clips um, of the conversation that she had with Maria Bartiromo uh, of Fox News because it is so refreshing hearing somebody that has common sense, takes common sense approaches, and has a, a righteousness type attitude that believes in law and believes in doing the right thing. So I'll get right to it. And here is um, Lieutenant Governor Sears speaking with Maria Bartiromo about lawlessness and the smash and grab issues. Take a listen. Well, I think it's coming from the highest levels, and I'm talking about from the presidency on down, where there is no leadership. It's a, there's a vacuum. And in fact, uh, they seem to be following what's happening on the streets. That's not going to work for anyone because the leader has to lead. That's why they're called leaders. And they have to show the right way, the righteous way. There is right and wrong. And you can't look at what's happening in the streets of smash and grab and say, well, it's just social justice. No, it's theft and it's destroying our economy. We've got to have people who are stopping, you know, uh, uh, what, where's the wind blowing? And that's what we're about. They follow the polls and they don't have a, a righteous bone in their body. Come on, let's lead. And you can't not love what she says right there because she says it's not social justice, it's theft. We got to call it what it is and we need to lead, she says. So that's fantastic. And she only gets better from there. Here she is talking about the whole issue between whether parents should have the, the, the right to choose whether the kids wear masks or not. Listen to what she says. Yeah, well, she doesn't speak for us. She doesn't speak for the parents. The parents voted for our ticket. The parents voted for Governor Yunkin, myself, and Jason Miares. And by the way, they voted for our house so that we could have some semblance of reasonableness coming back. You know, common sense, folks, has walked back into our government here in Virginia, and Virginia is leading the way. So the governor fulfilled his campaign promise, and he told uh, everybody, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. But allow the parents to make that decision for their own children, because as far as we can tell, Maria, the parents still, the children still belong to their parents. They don't belong to the state. Not just yet. Not if yeah. we can help it. And so, right. it, you know, the, some parents file pro, uh, issues with it. And now we have a bill that's going through and it looks like it will fully pass. And we'll have the law here that parents will make that decision after all. As they should make that decision. And that is why uh, I believe Virginia, especially someone like her, is is really leading the way in the way things should be. And it's fantastic listening, again, to Common Sense. I have so many more clips I'd love to play from her, but I can't keep going because it'd be the whole show. But I do have one more from her that I'll play in just a moment. But I will say that one of the clips that I was, I'd love to play is uh, when she talks about inflation and what she's going to do and try to do in Virginia. And hopefully the, the Democrats come on board there. Uh, to help, and one of the things being getting getting rid of the the uh, gas tax and also the food tax, and uh, because look at our small businesses, the, the, you know the mom and pop shops are are being hurt the most, and it's not really even if you have a little bit of money, it is it goes out the window real fast, and I think most people know that now because the price is increasing for everything, everything. Food is up astronomically, no matter what state you're in. It is expensive. Uh, you cannot walk out of a grocery store. Um, maybe you can attest to this, but you cannot walk out of a, of a grocery store with, with, with a bag or two without paying 
you know, a hundred, one hundred and twenty dollars. Especially if you have, if you have kids, it just doesn't happen. But uh, here's one last clip from her, and I think it's fantastic because she talks about uh, the Supreme Court judge um, nominee, possible nominee, and the question is, is should this person be black? And do we live in a racist nation? And what she has to say here is so fantastic, especially coming from her. Take a listen to this last clip of Lieutenant Governor Sears. I'm, I'm actually second in command. Uh, so that that's interesting because, you know, here I am second in command of the former capital of the Confederacy. No one can say then that we haven't gotten a long way from where we started. And furthermore, I'm an immigrant, you know, I wasn't even born in America. And look, America has given me opportunities to succeed. Now, we haven't said, you know, I'm not going to say that we haven't had problems. Of course we've had, you know, slavery was an issue. And we've had redlining, segregation, uh, blue code laws, miscegenation laws. But here I sit to say we are not back in those days. Are there, are there problems still? Yes. But here I am. And we are overcoming. America is becoming more and more. We have a saying in church, you know, I may not be what I'm supposed to be, but I ain't what I used to be. And that's America. So we're coming back to the judgeships. You know, it really isn't unheard of for America to, to pick certain people to, to be on the, the Supreme Court. You know, we did it when we wanted. We clamored for a female judge and we got Sandra Day O'Connor. That was a good thing. We clamored for a black judge and we got Thurgood Marshall. That was a good thing. And here we have a Latina judge and uh, we have Sonia Sotomayor, you know, it might not be the politics that we like, but we have her. And, and uh, so, and, and then uh, for the first hundred years of the Supreme Court's history, m those people expected the court to be partisan. And in fact, they were highly partisan. So what I'm hoping is that the president will bring us a judge, you know, if she's black, will bring us a judge who respects the constitution and will uphold the laws and will not be a partisan, um, you know, who will judge mm. fairly. Most importantly, yeah. that's what we need. An absolute solid advice from Lieutenant Governor Sears. And tell me that's not refreshing, hearing that from, from someone like her, because all we've been hearing are people that have these victim mentalities of why they're not where they think they should be or why they don't have enough and listen, she didn't get to where she is today. And she even mentioned in one of the clips that I wasn't able to play for you that she doesn't have a lot of money. She's not some high hierarchy kind of person where she's way up there and has all these different funds from <laughs> various things like, like, you know, our government does. But she works hard and America gave her the opportunity to be where she is at today. That is refreshing. And of course, I love what she says there. I may not be what I'm supposed to be but I ain't what I used to be. And that, she says, is America. And it is. I, you know, I've said that in many, many of my podcasts. I talk about that all the time because it's so true. Everybody bashes America's past as if it's happening today. And it's, but it's not. And she says it right here in this, in this last clip. And I'm always pounding on that because it's the truth. We are absolutely not what we used to be. We, we look at our past mistakes and we move forward. Now, if people around you want to sit there and stare at old mistakes and, and different funky situations that's happened in the past, unfortunately, sorry to say it like this, but it's, that's their problem. We must move forward 
or else you're just going to be sitting around making yourself and everyone around you miserable. And I'm talking about at large, especially our government and what it's trying to do to infiltrate our minds into feeling guilty and bad for, for all that's happened, even though we may not have been a part of that. That's the problem there. Anyway, fantastic and refreshing commentary uh, right there. That's the kind of leadership that we need in this country. Speaking of leadership, <laughs> um, well, I shouldn't even say that because this is not leadership. This is just very poor. Um, this is a position that has someone in it that, that is not leading at all. While one, everyone's wondering what the heck he is doing. Yes, I'm talking about Biden. The Ukraine right now. The question is, is a war about to occur? And of course, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to see our troops or anyone go to war. However, we have a person in leadership right now whose foreign policy and the way he's handled things with Afghanistan and everybody wants, well, everybody, uh, Jen Psaki, of course, wants to give him praises on the way he's um, thwarted uh, the Afghanistan issue. But we all know who can see through all of this junk that he's done such a, he has had such poor performance and his, you know, quote unquote, performance review, uh, meaning his approval rating shows just how good he's doing now, which I believe is about 40%, which is not good. And here's a great example of, of um, what I'm talking about. Here's, here's Jackie Henrich pressing Jen Psaki about foreign policy. Take a listen. The president has frequently talked about getting out of Afghanistan as a, as a major event. It has impacted his polling. This is an, a current event that is underway. The question is, what does the administration say to critics who are looking at these two events and questioning this administration's foreign policy approach? Who is questioning us? Give me Plenty of Republicans. Like who? I could name off any number of Republicans. I I'd love it, to know a name. Goodness, um, Mitch McConnell. Okay, well here's what I would say to Mr. McConnell. Uh, the president ended a 20-year war in Afghanistan, uh, a war that had cost us thousands of American lives, uh, billions, trillions of dollars. This is entirely different because we are not ending a 20-year war. We are trying to prevent war here. Okay, so there you have it. Um, but honestly, if they were trying to prevent it, I think they should try a little harder and they should have tried a long time ago. There were so many different steps. Actually, they didn't even need to take any steps. If they would have just kept the majority or all of the Trump policies in place, things like this would have been prevented already. And honestly, if Trump was still in office, this wouldn't be happening at all. I don't think. Again, it all comes down to poor leadership. When you have a bad leader, these types of things occur. Why? Because because Russia and China are looking upon our leadership as honestly quite bogus. And they see it for what it is. So anyway, here is the uh, expert advice, quote unquote expert advice, from, from Biden himself. Here's what he says should happen. American citizens should leave, should leave now. We're dealing with one of the largest armies in the world. This is a very different situation and things could go crazy quickly. And honestly, did he say more than that? Yes. But that's it in, in a nutshell. They got us into this mess and he realizes what's about to occur. So now he's telling all Americans that are in the Ukraine to be sure to get out because I don't believe that he's going to do anything 
to help them get out. You can count on that. But anyway, let's put that quote-unquote expertise aside and, and listen to an actual expert on this matter. Over the weekend, Fox and Friends spoke with Jeremy Hunt, who is an expert in these areas, and you'll see why in just a moment. He's an actual expert. He says that war is on the way. Unfortunately, it looks like war is on the way uh, and on the border of Ukraine. Um, all the intelligence estimates seem to point that way, although, of course, we've seen uh, on the news. And so now one of the issues, though, that we're going to see is the humanitarian crisis and the issue of, of our, how are they actually going to get Americans out of the country? And as we saw in Afghanistan, the Biden administration will leave Americans behind. I mean, they showed us that in Afghanistan. And so they've given us no reason to believe or to have any confidence that the same thing would not happen in Ukraine. And so I'm urging all Americans to, to, to get out of the country as quickly as you can, because the Biden administration will not save you. And, and that's clearly been the message that they've sent. And, you know, it's just this whole thing, it's, it's amazing how we got here. I mean, just the Biden administration from day one has projected such weakness from the White House that Russia no longer fears us. They, they no longer respect us around the globe. And that's, that's honestly how we got here in the first place. So, I mean, this, this entire situation has been a complete mess. And unfortunately, we have the White House to blame. And they most certainly are to blame. Now, the question is this. What is this administration's strategy for our military. Listen to what Jeremy Hunt has to say about the relationship between the Biden administration and our military. But here in the United States, we have our senior uh, officials in the Biden administration are telling our, our soldiers how evil America is. And, and if you remember, the Biden administration spent the better part of last year saying that our military is full of white supremacists and racists and that, and that demoralizing our troops. So Biden's strategy up to this point has been demoralize and then deploy. So you demoralize them and lower morale on troops and then deploys them to pull them closer to closer to the action. And so I'm telling you right now, we're fed up. I mean, the military community here in my district, I'm right outside of Fort Benning. People are upset about this. I mean, it's time for Biden to actually come up with some common sense foreign policy. Unfortunately, I do not think that common sense is in this administration's vocabulary, or they just don't understand what common sense is. But anyway, here is the last clip of Jeremy Hunt talking about what this administration wants us to forget. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, what they're trying to do, they're hoping that the American people have a short memory and that somehow we forgot the, you know, how we demoralized our military and dropped morale by these white supremacists, witch hunts earlier this year. They're hoping that we forget what happened in Afghanistan about the Americans that were left behind. And they're saying, oh, well, in Ukraine, you, you should trust us. Believe us, we're going to help. We have a plan. Uh, the American people are not stupid. We can see right through it. And we're, not, and we're here and we're going to ask the tough questions. And we are out here actually advocating for our American troops because the Biden administration will not. And that is a very, very sad statement, especially thinking that our president, who is our leader, should be the one that advocates for our military. Yet he, again... This is what this administration is all about, making everyone feel horrible and guilty for who they are, what they've done, even though they haven't done anything. And when you're at the brink of a possible a war breaking out, you definitely want to have a great relationship with those who are keeping you safe. It makes This should make everyone question this administration even more than all the other millions of things that they have done since they have been in power. But since we're still on this subject of leadership, 
this will be my final clip, I promise. I know there's been a ton of clips on this episode. It's because sometimes it's better to hear it from the people themselves because they, they're saying it perfectly and crystal clear. But here is someone who was in office just a, not a short time ago, fantastic leader. Here's what he has to say about the Biden administration, how Biden is handling this Russia and Ukraine situation. Here's our 45th president, President Donald Trump, who just spoke just recently to Fox and Friends. Take a listen to this. Well, I, I wouldn't be in this position because we're in a very bad position right now. And it would have, as I said, it would never have happened. I know him very well, got along with him very well. I stopped his pipeline. I sanctioned them more than anybody ever sanctioned them. Nobody was ever tougher on Russia, but I got along with Putin very well. We respected each other. Uh, I think you have a whole different ball game right now. This is just an exercise. He's not going to tell him anything, and I don't think Putin's at this point going to be listening. It's going to be very interesting to see what he does in terms of the uh, the depth. What he, will he take a small piece? Uh, when Biden originally said uh, he's going in, everybody was like, did he just say that? Nobody could believe it, but he said it. And it was almost like a card. Uh, Ukraine went crazy when he when he saw that when they heard that the president. But uh, now the phone call I I think is perfunctory. I don't think much is going to come out of it. And there you have it. That was our 45th president, Donald Trump. And it is it is sad to think that the current president could potentially put us in harm's way, and many people overseas in harm's way because of his lack of leadership, his very poor leadership, his administration's poor leadership. But anyway, that is what's happening, some of what's happening in the world today. And of course, the question is, is what do we do in the midst of this? I mean, many people just say, well, there's nothing I really can do. And to an extent, that is true. However, there's one thing that we have to do for sure as individuals, and that's try to stay sane in an insane society, culture, and in this world, we have to stay sane. So how do we do that? Uh, I want to leave you on a good note here. And I I got this article off of the Epic Times. I thought this was a fantastic article. It's entitled, Minding Your Mindset, How to Start Thinking More Positively. And that's something that we absolutely need to do. And we have to do it on a daily basis, of course. I'm not going to read this whole entire thing to you. I'll leave the, uh, the link in the show notes so you can check it out yourselves. But I'll give you a little bit of this. It says, most of us probably understand that our thoughts have a huge influence on our lives. This is pretty obvious. People don't know that it, it most certainly does. The way that we think determines much of what happens in our lives. And it goes on to say, as a Roman uh, Stoic philosopher, Seneca once said, everything hangs on one's thinking. A man is unhappy as he has convinced himself he is. So for example, if you've taken on the, the, the pervasive fear, anxiety, or anger that have become all too, you know, quote unquote, normal in recent times, take a step back and consider how these thoughts are serving you and how a change in mindset may make all the difference. A more positive mindset or one free of such negative attachments will allow you to go forward unfettered to aim at the highest possible virtue, to use your innate gifts and to fulfill your God-given potential. And here's a, here's a couple of things here, and I'm not going to read all, all the things that go with it, but here you go real quick. Uh, recognize your thoughts. That's number one. Number two is replace your thoughts. Number three is practice gratitude. 
Four is remember your dreams. That's a big one. Sometimes we have all these dreams, we forget them because we get so busy or we get stuck in fear, we get stuck in these patterns, but we all have dreams and many of them came from, probably came from God for sure. And when we, we need to start cultivating them again because sometimes we, we just stop dreaming because we don't think that we're worthy of them anymore. Oh, I, I used to want to do this or I should have done that. We can't really stay stuck in the shoulda, woulda, coulda. We have to actually start remembering and, and start pursuing, which brings me to the next point on this article, which is set your sights on the future. And I will read the last part of this though. It says, if you've lost hope, if you've lost hope for the future, it's time to recapture that hope. Diving deep into your spiritual practice may be the most helpful, I'll say personally, is the most helpful way to do this. I don't know if this person's a Christian or not, but the principles are fantastic. There is hope. You've just lost sight of it. Once you feel hopeful, set some concrete goals for your future, both long-term and short-term ones, and devise a plan. Listen, without a plan, without a goal, we're, 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 set, we're setting ourselves up for failure. That's for sure. And I think most people know that. We don't want to just live for the weekend. Let's set some goals and dream big. Why not? We only have one shot at this. One shot and it's over. And I'm talking about life. So I encourage you today on this final note on The Ken Burns Show, dream big and go conquer that thing because God has given you some talents that you need to be using. So why not use them? So listen, if you have not yet gone to the bmgnetwork.com, I encourage you to do that. Please go to the bmgnetwork.com and check out all the great uh, hosts on there that bring a podcast to you every single week. If you'd like to come alongside and be a part of the BMG Network, uh, please reach out to us, info at the bmgnetwork.com or email me directly, kburns at the bmgnetwork.com. And uh, if you have not yet rated, reviewed this podcast on Apple, please do so. It Some people don't think it, it really does much of anything, but it really does. It helps a lot. And plus, I like reading the reviews on the podcast. And it, it really does help uh, in, a, in ways that you, you can only imagine. Also, if you have not yet rated the BMG Network on on Facebook, I would really encourage you to do that. It's, again, another big help. You can check us out on Facebook, the BMG Network on Facebook, and also the Ken Burns Show on Facebook, and all the other podcasters have their own Facebook pages. Uh, check them out. Follow along. Uh, they're always putting out some content for you and uh, because they want to be and they are a voice for those who love America, love their country, love God, and love their families. So uh, thank you again for tuning in right here to The Ken Burns Show, and I will catch you next week, Lord willing, right here on The Ken Burns Show, only on the BMG Network. The Ken Burns Show was produced, edited, and recorded in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of The Ken Burns Show, go to the bmgnetwork.com or find The Ken Burns Show on Facebook. And please join us again as we bring you more dynamic content.